Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, back here on Sports Talk, I'm Jeff Nowak, alongside Steve Geller. And in case you we haven't told you, we host a podcast twice a week, usually posts on Tuesdays and Fridays. We have an episode up this morning. Uh, it's called Inside Black and Gold, and we this week we talked to Scott Gilbranson. He's a host of the uh, Silver and Black Today podcast, which is, you know, it's also an Odyssey podcast, but it is not a crossover with the Silver and the Gold it is just a Raiders podcast, and he gave us a lot of really good insight into you know who Derek Carr is, you know, not only as a player, but also as just kind of a, a locker room guy. He's going to be a part of the community, that sort of thing. And so we wanted to play a good chunk of that interview for you. It is an abridged version, so if you'd like to check out the full version of this interview, go check out Inside Black and Gold wherever you get your podcast. You can also find it on YouTube. I posted it this morning. It's at WWL Sports. Um, it's got the video in there, so you can see my ugly mug. Uh, as much as you want but we're going to play that interview for you right here and enjoy just kind of distill for the saints fan what is kind of the ethos of Derek carr like what is Derek carr as like a player as a person you know just what should saints fans be expecting yeah so i mean i would start with with Derek carr the man i think that no matter who you talk to even folks who weren't fond of him as a player will tell you that you're getting just a really good guy. I mean, and of course, the legacy that Drew Brees has there. I mean, this is the same kind of guy. He's going to be a guy that's going to be really involved in the community. He's going to be involved with all sorts of charities and really does well. He's a guy strong in his faith. So he likes to put that up front, by the way. And so for him, going into community, it's not just about playing football. He actually gets down and dirty and helps out his family does that as well he's got a foundation still in his hometown of fresno california when he got to las vegas coming from oakland when the team finally did move there he got very involved in the community it was very visible as well so i think from the perspective as a human being there's no arguing that Derek carr is a phenomenal guy and and really lives his life by a true north as a football player getting a very good quarterback a guy who I think if you could describe his career with the Raiders was just a little bit unfinished, a little bit uh, disappointing from the perspective of the team was never built around him significantly. I'm not just blaming the team. He's got some of the blame himself, which we'll get into. But I do think that Derek, with the right people around him, can be a quarterback that can take you to the promised land. I think it has to be the right situation. We thought early on that the best place for Derek Carr was going to be the NFC South. And sure enough, uh, landing there with the Saints was not a surprise. And I think he's got an opportunity there with what the Saints have built to, to do well and to do something he could never do as a Raider, and that's win a playoff game. And I think that's what you see is you'll see flashes of brilliance and you're like, how could a team give up on this guy? How could a team yeah. after nine years 
just say goodbye to him. But then you'll see the other side of Derek Carr, which is he sometimes makes decisions uh, at, uh, at a level where he's a nine-year veteran. You're thinking to yourself, okay, why did he just do that? That doesn't make any sense. Why is he inconsistent? And that's why he's not in Las Vegas was he came in, Josh McDaniels, of course, new head coach, Dave Ziegler, new GM. He had basically kind of a tryout year, and he had one of his years, worst years since his rookie season. So for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. And we said, I think after eight weeks last season, guys, that it was probably best for an amicable divorce. Sometimes a guy needs a different, uh, I think, a different address to reach his full potential. And I always thought about that with Derek Carr. I always say, you know what? He'd been through so much with the Raiders that it would be best for him and probably the team to just move on from one another. Unfortunately, it didn't end as well as I thought it could, but certainly Derek Carr, the football player, will be a player that I think Saints fans, uh, especially with what you've gone through the last few years at quarterbacks since Drew Brees retired, uh, that you'll be happy with, and we'll see if he can get over that hump that he was unable to do uh, with the Raiders. We've been hearing a lot from his uh, his brother David going around talking about how even when other teams were after him and pursuing Car during the process and then Indianapolis at the combine and all that he really took heart that the Saints players were just in constant contact with him. It seems like he's looking for that. I want you to want me kind of thing. And it's, it's kind of hard to believe in this QB hungry market. I thought Carr would have a lot more suitors than he did, honestly. Yeah, I did too. At least, you know, at least a few more. I think that in the situation with Derek Carr, the one thing you'll learn about him guys, as you cover him, is no matter what he says at the podium, he's a very ultra sensitive guy. I mean, it just is. And you can tell people, you know, cycle, if you study any psychology, you know, people give you tips when they say certain things. And Derek Carr would say a lot when he criticized. And of course, social media is accessible. We all know people just go <laughs> crazy on there. And it's unfair to players. A lot of times they are human beings after all. But Derek Carr, when he was being criticized, when he's going through bad situations, he would always talk about how he doesn't listen to the, any, any of that. He doesn't listen to any of that. Well, that tells you he was listening to it. And I think it got to him several times. And then his family, you talked about David Carr, they go out and defend him actively. They let Derek be the player and they kind of go out and they're the henchmen to go out and kind of confront people when they say things about it, whether it's Rich Gannon, a former NFL MVP, who they really tried to drive into the ground because he criticized Derek Carr. And that's the downside to it. But, but again, I, I do think that it was, it was an unusual situation and some of it not his fault. I think, listen, you have a guy who's been there nine years, has a losing record, but you never brought anybody in to challenge him. Like he was never challenged. Uh, and I don't care how good you are. It's always good to have somebody challenge you and get you better. And I think that the organization failed Derek Carr ultimately because of the number of head coaches, because of the number of GMs. There was just never a consistency there. And so I think psychologically at some point he might have uh, put – there might have been a switch flipped that just made it somewhat impossible for him to reach his full potential with the Raiders. Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of where we can go next is, you know, what did hold him back? Because I feel like in my years of watching Derek Carr intermittently, right, like I didn't happen upon a lot of Raiders games in New Orleans. It's not the game that shows up, <laughs> right? And they haven't been good enough for me to have to watch them. So I just only see them effectively when they play the Chiefs, right? Like I feel like of all the Derek Carr games I've watched, it's been the Chargers and the Chiefs. And every time I watch Derek Carr and Pat Mahomes play, it seems like Derek Carr is able to elevate his play and kind of get into a shootout with Pat Mahomes. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe it's only the games I've watched, but I always watch Derek Carr and I'm like, 
oh, this is a good quarterback. He's a gunslinger. He's he's in a shootout right now. And then I look at the stats, and it's like, oh, he threw for 220 yards and two touchdowns. It's like this very ho-hum stat line. But, like, you watch it, and you're like, this is a good quarterback. So what is the hang-up? Why hasn't he been able to kind of get over the top? And what does New Orleans need to do to kind of maximize that? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I think if we talk about hangups with Derek Carr, I think it's always been the inability to extend plays with his legs, uh, especially right. in today's NFL. Now, at the end of the day, you want a guy who can throw from the pocket. You have to in the NFL as so many of these great running quarterbacks. I mean, we're, we're all debating about Lamar Jackson right now, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, you have to be able to do that. And I think Derek Carr, when he's given the time, he's got a clean pocket and he can throw the ball, um, he's going to hit his guys. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good quarterback with a very strong arm and somebody who can run an offense. He's run six different offenses. So he's got a, a sample size that's pretty large. But at the end of the day, I think that's what it was. And, and decision-making in key moments, you know, it seemed to – Yes, in rivalry games, and of course, you'll see a lot of the, the stats about his fourth quarter comebacks. Mm-hmm. But some of those fourth quarter comebacks, when you really dig deep down in the numbers, it's because, yes, the Raiders have not had a good defense since I think I was in eighth grade. But other than that, they also had an offense that would start slow, that would not score as much. If you look at what they were able to do, I mean, last year with the weapons they had with Devontae Adams and, of course, Josh Jacobs, who won the rushing title, all the stuff they had around them, And Derek Carr always seemed to do well in spurts and then suddenly fall back. And so I think that's what it was, is there's just this desire to see him get over a hump and just explode consistently. And I think consistency has been the issue. And I do think some of that's the sporting cast around him. But at the same time, I think it's his biggest obstacle to overcome, which is can he do it? Can he have the confidence? Can he lead a team to the next step? Because if you talk to analysts, and we've had plenty of them on our show, including Rich Gannon and others, who say, you know what, Derek Carr is a great quarterback. He'll get you to a certain point. But is he the guy who, when the team is down and not performing well, is he going to put them on your on his shoulders and take them? And the answer is no. Uh, and so, so far of what we've seen. Now, in New Orleans, it's going to be interesting because I think he's got a good – uh, offensive line there that he hasn't had quite uh, in quite a while in Las Vegas. And, and so it's a different situation. He's clearly the best quarterback of the division as we sit today. And so he's in a good situation to win. And I think that that was key for Carr in his next step was, you know, was he going to, in the AFC West, he's a good quarterback, but arguably you could say, even with Russell Wilson's terrible year last year, he was the, the, the fourth best quarterback out of four teams in the league because it's a stacked division. But in this case, he has the opportunity to go somewhere he can win. And I think that the right situation for him will make a big difference. And and I think he does well, and I hope he does well. You know, one thing that I am curious about, obviously, this is not a new thing. Dennis Allen having Derek Carr as his quarterback, right? (laughs) The Raiders know very well what Dennis Allen and Derek Carr kind of look like as a pairing, at least four games of it, because that 2014 season, he got fired after four games. They also now have... Their defense coordinator is with the Raiders in 2014. Their secondary coach was with the Raiders in 2014. It is a very much Raiders 2014 experience. And I'm just curious what that – it's got to be weird from a Raiders perspective of like, I remember this. And, I mean, obviously Derek is a different guy than he was back then. I think a decade apart from anybody will be different. But I'm curious, you know, what what is kind of the, re- the reaction like when you see that and you can like hold it up against, you know, oh, look at that. 
<laughs> well, it goes to show something that you guys know really well, and I know probably your listeners know well if they're big football fans, which is the NFL coaching uh, fraternity is very small. It's very insulated. And because of that, you're going to see guys, they're going to cross paths many times in the course of their career. And in this case, a player like Derek Carr, who, who first started uh, for Dennis Allen gets an opportunity to go back with him. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think, you know, Raiders fans overall have been telling us, boy, you know, he's going to get him fired a second time is kind of the people who don't like Derek Carr. That's what they say about Dennis Allen uh, because De- Derek Carr, I think they were three and 13 that year. They ended up that year and, and so on. So, so that, that's the inside joke, but a lot of Raider fans, Derek Carr was polarizing for Raider fans. Ex coaches are polarizing I mean, the, the Raiders have had so many coaches. It's almost like if you look at the family tree of the band Deep Purple, I think they've had like 70 members of Deep Purple, and it's sort of the same thing with Raider coaching staff. So it's one of those weird situations. And, and Raider fans, I think, are looking at it and saying, wow, you know, it's so weird how it's kind of come full circle like that for Derek Carr, and it's got to feel strange for him. But clearly the Saints organization believes in Dennis Allen and what he's doing with that team. And the familiarity there is going to be great for them because at least they have that. And um, I, I'm sure that that lent very uh, massively to Derek Carr feeling comfortable when he came down to New Orleans and visited. Are any uh, soon-to-be free agents that may be tempted to follow Derek down to New Orleans? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing that was surprising to me because when when Derek Carr was uh, before he got benched and kind of stepped away from the, the team for those final two weeks of the season, you know, all of his teammates always showed love, talked about him. And then after that happened, there was a little bit of a shift. They didn't throw him under the bus or anything, but there was just like, a, hey, it's a business. We got to go on. And so I, I don't know about free agents. I do think I mean, because Josh Jacobs was tagged. And, and, right. and obviously the Saints have a good running game already, but but he was tagged, so he's going to get a, a long-term contract before July, I believe. Uh, but Darren Waller, I would watch for that because Darren Waller and, and Derek Carr have had a great connection. Waller's been injured a bit too much the past two seasons, and that raises some questions. But but the Raiders could be in a position, depending what they do during this draft and offseason, uh, to perhaps move him. I don't know that they have the confidence they had in him, as great as his abilities are. So if they're looking for an old school hiccup, uh, hookup between former teammates, that might be a good one to watch out for New Orleans is the availability of Darren Waller. Yeah, Saints fans have nightmares still about Darren Waller when he destroyed them in Vegas. Yes, I was at that game. I covered that game. It was in an empty stadium, right? Right, exactly. Um, the, the COVID year, and we had opened the stadium there. And it was the first that's game in Allegiant Stadium, I think. It was the first game, and we were yeah. sitting in the press box, which is way high in the stadium. <laughs> And you could hear them trash talking. That's how quiet it was because there was not a soul yeah. in there except for security guards. So it was a really uh, interesting game as well. But then, of course, Derek Carr comes in New Orleans this past year, can't get past the 50-yard line the whole game, which is really interesting. And But maybe that speaks to also Dennis Allen's uh, ability to know the quarterback really well. And Sorry. there we go. There's that interview. And, yeah, that's uh, Scott Branson, very good uh podcast he hosts silver and black today and i think he makes a good point which is like you want to know how much dennis allen wanted Derek carr he didn't even mind the fact that he that he was he his defense was able to hold him to zero points and not even get past midfield in the game <laughs> earlier this season i saw a lot of i guess um memes out there making fun of that fact that the saints just signed a quarterback that they stopped from getting past the 50 yard line during the season and obviously that's a, a, a huge credit to the saints defense but yeah, it also, to me, says a lot about 
Derek Carr that the Saints were still willing to to sign a guy that they dominated so much. Yep, and uh, hopefully only Dennis Allen knows the secrets to doing that, <laughs> and uh, you can you can you can keep it under lock and key, uh, and then move on. But yeah, so that, that I thought that was a really good interview. Scott does a great job. If you want to hear the rest of it, check out Inside Black and Gold. Please do wherever you get your podcast. It's also it's on the Odyssey app. If you want to use that, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on wherever. Um, Catch and, on with the trend. We're, we're setting new marks every day. Yeah, we, that 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 segment got a lot of downloads today. So people have been listening to it. We also you know broke down Nick Wright's crazy uh, rant about the Saints' salary cap and also. Uh, some pre-agent predictions for where we think some of the Saints' top free agents are going to go. You mentioned Nick Wright. We'll get into what he had to say about the Saints in the front office and their salary cap, I guess, um, questions that he had with the black and gold. Coming back with more on Sports Talk after this on WWL. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ookla speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.